Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. How do you go about creating a remarkable culture? Dr. Randy Ross, in his book, Relationomics, gives a brilliant definition of culture. He says a remarkable culture is a place where people believe the best in one another, want the best for one another, and expect the best from one another. Isn't that incredible though when it comes to culture? Imagine a world where people believe in each other where people want the best for one another. Not only do they want the best from one another, but they expect the best from one another. And on today's podcast episode, we'll be looking at how do you go about creating such a culture. Welcome to Take Your Lead podcast. So glad that you've joined us and that you continue to be a part of a community of leaders who are intentional and purposeful about their growth. What do we know about culture? Culture is a combination of what you create and what you tolerate. Oftentimes, culture is either by default or by design. Thirdly, culture literally informs... They often say that culture will eat strategy for breakfast. And I think this is so true in that you can have so many brilliant ideas, but if the culture does not support those ideas, it's just a matter of time before those ideas don't materialize or disappear. I think it's James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, who speaks of priming the environment to be conducive to the habits that you want to form and the person you want to become. And I think the same is true in culture. There are certain things that we aspire to become or aspire to do. But if the culture is not conducive for those character traits, for those values, for those attributes, for those decisions, for those commitments, for those goals, it's going to be hard for you to reach or meet all that you set out to do. And that's why on this episode, I really want to share five ideas. I know there's quite more to speak to, but I think these five are key when it comes to creating a remarkable culture. Going back to that definition I mentioned at the top of the episode, a place where people believe the best in one another. And I think this has a lot to do with heart. Because I choose to believe the best in you. It's, it's a choice that I make. And this is true not only within organizations, but even within relationships. This is true for you wanting to create a culture in your family, creating a culture amongst yourselves as colleagues, as peers, creating a culture amongst yourselves as a community. You need to be willing to believe the best in one another. You need to intentionally look for the best. And oftentimes the best might be hidden. Uh, oftentimes I think of the best as gold. It doesn't come shiny and polished. Oftentimes it comes dirty in a rock form. 
which literally you can even overlook and ask yourself, oh, what's this? But over time, the same stone or rock, once taken, cleaned, polished, becomes one of the most precious minerals or resources. That's what belief does. The power of belief is that it enables you to move beyond the debris and move beyond the inequalities and, and the defects and the insufficiency, the mistakes, the flaws of the individual. When you're able to peel through all those layers, through belief, you are then able to find the gold. Podcast family, I don't know about you, but we all need someone just to believe in us, just to believe on us, just someone who will just say to us, I'm in your corner. I believe in you. I believe you can do that. I believe you can pursue that. I believe you are able and capable to do this. Because once belief fuels the culture, the culture becomes remarkable. It's a decision you make to believe in people. And I know oftentimes we are hurt when we extend belief on the front end. But I strongly believe and I want to encourage you to believe in people. People will do more for you if you believe in them. When I was still a teacher, I'm reminded of one specific learner who would struggle a lot with English. And oftentimes they wouldn't do their homework. They would come late to class. They would be making noise. They would literally be that student who just causes havoc in the whole class. Until this one time after class, I just asked them to stay behind. Uh, with a defiant attitude, they came, say, Funani. That's in Zulu, meaning what do you want? And I'm like, no, man, I just wanted to let you know that I believe in you. One of the reasons I'm always hard on you and punish you when you don't do your work is because I have high expectations of you and I know that you can reach them. I strongly believe that you are one of the smartest. You're actually one of the eight students in English if you just apply and put your mind to it. Uh, that young boy left the class with a smug on his face as if nothing came into his ears. It went through one ear, in the other ear, through the other ear. But over time, I began to see a change in his behavior. There was a spark inside of him. He started doing his homework. He started showing up on time. He started being more disciplined and behaved in class. He started asking the right questions. And over time, he literally changed and moved. He was not an A student, but at least he moved from EF to C. And that literally warmed my heart so much. But then it spoke to what we are sharing in this episode, the power of belief. People will do better, go further, if only they have someone to believe in them. Won't you be that one person who believes when everyone else doubts? A remarkable culture is a place where people believe the best in one another. Not only do they believe the best in one another, but they want the best for one another. This speaks of selflessness. One of the traits or core ingredients, the second trait is, first one is belief, second one is selflessness. A remarkable culture, people are selfless. People are able to shine the spotlight on others. They are able and willing to pass the ball so that the other person can score. 
The opposite is true in an unhealthy, toxic culture. Everyone wants to run with the ball and be seen as the one who makes it over the finishing line at the expense of the other team members. But in a remarkable culture, people are selfless. People want you to win. They literally are willing to lower themselves so that you can stand on their shoulders and see further than they are able to see. Selfless cultures, people are willing to hold the ladder and be the ladder for you to be able to reach where you couldn't reach, for you to have stability where you wouldn't ordinarily have stability. In a culture that is remarkable, people, I think it is, I'm not too sure who to ascribe this quote to, uh, who speaks of how humility is not thinking of your thinking uh, thinking less of yourself, but humility is thinking of yourself less. And I love that definition because to me it speaks of selflessness. In that, in a remarkable culture, people think of themselves less. They are able and willing to put the next person ahead of themselves. So, what am I saying to us? In a remarkable culture. It is fueled by belief. A remarkable culture, number two, people in that culture are selfless. This is true even as a spouse. When the culture is remarkable in your marriage, you are willing to put your spouse ahead of your needs. It's no longer about me, myself, and I, but it's about what is best for us. Uh, Did you get that? What is best for us? Not what's best for you. What's not what's best for me, but what's best for us. A remarkable culture is selfless in that it is able to bring together two people for them to be able to achieve the common good. The third trait uh, characteristic of a remarkable culture is love. I cannot overemphasize this one. There's a beautiful song by B.B. Wainans where he speaks of it all comes down to love. And, and truth of the matter, love literally changes. I think there's one of the incredible leaders who spoke to how love is more powerful than hate. And I strongly believe the same is true. If we create environments of love, love is able to triumph everything. Eugene Peterson, in his biography or book that he writes within the message translation, he begins to define what love is. And I just want to read it to us because it really began to speak to me in terms of how I need to emulate love to contribute to a remarkable culture. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. That's love. Imagine environments and cultures where this is true. Where people are patient, where people are kind, where people are not jealous, they're not self-seeking, they're not boastful, they're not proud, they're not rude. They don't demand their own way. They are not irritable. 
that they don't keep record of being wronged. Once we begin to live and walk in love within our leadership, I strongly believe we will create remarkable cultures. How do we create a remarkable culture? A remarkable culture is a place where people believe the best in one another. This is where we are intentionally believing the best in one another. Not only do we believe the best in one another, we are selfless. Not only are we selfless, but we walk in love. Fourth, a characteristic of a remarkable culture is trust. I really cannot overemphasize this one. It's going to be hard for one to excel, to grow in a culture or environment where they do not trust the people they're with or are not trusted by the individuals they with. Literally, trust is foundational in every relationship. And I know it takes years to build trust, as they say, and seconds to destroy it. And, and maybe three big ideas which I think will help us within this. How do you earn or build trust? The first way I would encourage you to be intentional is being a man of your word. If you follow through on what you said, if your actions and your words match and are parallel, they are together, they are intertwined, they're not separate, they don't diverge, it's easier for you to earn trust. The second way to earn trust is through credibility. Be credible in what you are doing. Be competent in the work that you do. It's easy for people to trust you if they know you know <laughs> what you're doing. And one of the ways which is the opposite is true. If you don't know what you're doing, chances are people know that you don't know what you're doing. And that causes you to lose trust. And lastly, how do you earn trust? There's quite a lot of ways, but I'm trying to give us practical ways and things we can do. Part of how you earn trust, and I, this one is literally one of those um, sly answers or advice, but it's very key. It's, 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 it's a street guide to earning trust. Surround yourself with people who are trustworthy. They often say birds of the same feathers flock together or fly together. The same is true. If you are around trustworthy people, two things happen. One, their trustworthiness begins to convict you and pulls you up so that you begin to work on yourself in becoming more trustworthy. If you're smart and you are right around the right environments where trust is currency, you then know that this actually breeds distrust or this causes me to lose trust. And then it begins to change your character because you know that in order for me not only to be accommodated, but to contribute at this level, I need to be a person who is trustworthy. And then you begin to do deep introspection in your heart and life. What are some of the things I need to do in order for me to be trustworthy? The flip side of that, the second thing to that is when people see you with people who are trustworthy, they are then able to trust you simply because of the power of association. How do you earn trust? Associate wisely with people who are trustworthy. As we bring in our plane for landing, lastly, how do we create a remarkable culture? Diversity. Diversity is a 
powerful tool in the hand of any leader. Oftentimes, if you are surrounded by the same people who think the same way, speak the same way, dress the same way, you limit your growth through exposure. Exposing yourself to diverse people actually causes you to learn and grow certain things you wouldn't have known if you were alone. So seek for diversity. Seek to have different people on the table. Ask yourself, how can I leverage their strengths? How can I bring and associate with people who don't think the same way that I think? How can I borrow from their learning and from their experience? Diversity in cultures enables us not to view everyone because there are oftentimes more than one ways to kill the cat, they would say. But this is also true. There's always more than one way to get to the answer. And diversity enables you to explore those ways. The power of diversity is seen in creativity. What do I mean by that? Creativity in that we're all able to see the same thing, but come up with different answers or responses to what we've all seen. And that's creativity, seeing what everyone else has seen, but not only responding to it, but seeing also deeper than that what everyone else didn't see or think and bringing that to the table. A remarkable culture is a place where people believe the best in one another, want the best for one another, and expect the best from one another. Leaders, let's go out there and create those remarkable cultures. Till we meet again next time, continue to take your lead. Lastly, you are the custodian of the culture you want to see. I want to challenge you as a leader, whatever environment, role, relationship you find yourself in. Ask yourself, how can I be what I need from this environment? I'm going to repeat that again. If you don't take anything from this incredible episode, please take this one thing. How can I be what I need from this environment? How can I contribute that which I need or is needed in this environment? And once you've found that answer, go out there and be that. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you're a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.